Amplifying Leadership, a podcast dedicated to amplifying leadership with guest stories, wins, tips, information, and more. My name is Tara Lehman, and I am a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is a division. For our leadership clients, I hope to support you through this podcast, tools, coaching, community, and more as part of our leadership services. To learn more about Amplifying Leadership and our leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Scott McCarthy, a senior Canadian Army officer, leadership podcaster and coach, and a leader himself. Welcome to the show, Scott. Hey, Tara. Thanks for having me on. So happy to be here today. Awesome. Thanks. So I like to start so our listeners get to know a little bit about my guests. So why don't you tell us about your leadership story? Well, I guess I could say, you know, it started when I was born, uh, but that would probably be a whole podcast episode <laughs> yeah. in its own. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so let's just go back to 2009, interesting year, 2009, 2010, because I deployed to Canada, Afghanistan uh, mm-hmm. as a member of the Canadian Army. Now, wow. my mission there was not the standard mission. Okay. I was actually embedded mm-hmm. with the Afghan National Army. So what does that mean? Day in, day out, I was beside them with them, and I was help coaching and mentoring them for seven straight months oh, on see. military operations and planning mm-hmm. and stuff like this. So it was really interesting work for seven months, uh, cultural differences, and you yes, can imagine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then when they came back, when I came home, they're like, hey, Scott, you seem to do pretty good with this. We're going to send you to our, your training center. So they sent me to the, oh, my wow. training center for four years. So I was like, hmm, this is interesting. I like this. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit, long story short, uh, I got bored one night and hit record on my phone and then magically started a podcast, which has been going for like five on my sixth year now of doing it. Wow. Good for you. And it's just, you know, it's just been that Uh, it's just been a part of that. And I realized that Mm -hmm. I really enjoy talking about leadership. More importantly, I enjoy when people come up to you and it might be a day after it could be Mm -hmm. a year after it doesn't matter said hey that thing you said that time Mm -hmm. that helped me in a situation Mm -hmm. that is what I love about it and that's kind of like gives me the juice and and the fire to keep doing what I do and I I do it on my own time because I'm still serving today Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's awesome. And, and I think we all have that one moment in time where our leadership story took that great turn for us, or we heard that speaker, that podcast, and that one thing just stood out for us. So I love that you brought that up because it, it, it happens and it happens to all of us. And sometimes that's the light bulb moment, right? Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say in your leadership journey is maybe the biggest challenge or obstacle that you had to face and overcome? That's a great question. I would say it is both the greatest challenge I had, but the okay. most rewarding experience I had as a leader too. So okay. for, uh, for two years, I was, I was selected uh, to lead a company size organization. So we're talking about 200 mm-hmm. people of a military organization. Okay. Which is, which is diverse. So in this organization, there were three distinct sub organizations. One of them was a transport okay. troop, a supply mm-hmm. troop, and then a maintenance troop. So 
transport moves stuff, supply gets stuff, maintenance mm-hmm. fixes stuff. And very I love simple, that. <laughs> simple terms. Very simple terms, right? <laughs> yes. um, but they're very distinct. Mm-hmm. And each one of those had a different culture. Okay. And each one of those had different rules that they had to abide by because mm-hmm. of regulations and stuff like this. They all okay. had their own, you know, they each had their own role. So how do you then take a mission and vision and then bring it together so that they all right. understand that they're all interconnected and interlinked and one depends on the other to in order to mm-hmm. achieve what they're trying to achieve. And if I fail here over there is going to fail there because of the connection mm-hmm. that we may not necessarily see day in, day out. So there was a, so that the most rewarding experience was the fact that I was leading that organization at 200 and was, you know, essentially the CEO of it. Um, awesome. The difficulty of it was day in, day out, trying to have people to understand those linkages, the mission and the yeah. vision that goes forth in, in, in leading a very diverse, very complex and very mm-hmm. demanding organization. We did a lot of, a lot of, a lot of work. We we supported mm-hmm. a base up eight thousand members. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. So just mm-hmm. to give you an idea of the scope, so one of the things I like to do um, Christmas time, I like to pull annual KPIs, mm-hmm. and you know, for example, transport guys, I like yeah. to pull how many kilometers how many kilometers did you drive this year as a okay. team as a group, mm-hmm. and then I like to put it in funny relatable terms. So, you know, if, if, if you say, yeah, you've driven 8 million kilometers, can you really relate to 8 million kilometers? Like, yeah, that's a right. lot. Right. Yeah. It turned out to be 3.75 trips to the moon and back. Oh, wow. See, that is much more fun and exciting. I like that you relate the KPIs that way. That's awesome. Right. So that is how I, I would go about and, and just getting them to understand what it is that they actually did and, and how that support it. And then I would look at the maintenance guys and said, Hey, if you lined up all the vehicles that you guys fixed, it would equate to X number of, you know, American football stadiums and I right. Think, right. And stuff like this. So what I was doing there was like one, getting them to see the, to see the scope, taking a step back and actually see the mm-hmm. scope of what they were doing day in, day out. Because when you're there and you're doing the job day in, day out, it doesn't seem to be much like, Oh, it's a mm-hmm. vehicle. Oh, it's a, it's a, yeah. It's a trip to wherever. Oh, I'm just you know handing out some more supplies, doing up another contract or whatever. But mm-hmm. when you take a step back and you actually look at it holistically, and then you put it in terms that people can relate to, now they see the bigger picture, and it helps people mm-hmm. become more integrated. So that was the biggest challenge for two years. Um, the neatest one I did, though, uh, I'll tell you just a quick side. Yeah, thing. sure. We had, Go ahead. We, we yeah. had a, we had a contracting cell, so sell that does up contracts and mm-hmm. we do it. And so I pulled all the contracts and the values of the contracts and most, uh, a significant portion of contracts were all local area contracts. We refer to them as okay. local purchase orders, right? So you just buy stuff from the local area. Mm-hmm. I took the total value of those contracts and I put it into terms of family, uh, annual family incomes. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. this is how many families you effectively supported this, wow. pa- this, this past year for contracting guys. And they were like, holy cow. Like, and the, you wow. know, and they, they get that meaning like, okay, it's not just, you know, I'm not buying just a box of pens or whatever, a box of paper, yeah. but rather now they actually were able to see the whole picture, take a step back and see the whole picture. And actually, you know, it, it, it really 
not hit them, but rather it, it touched them to their core and that, okay, yeah. our, our, our jobs, what we do have meaning. And then I was able, you know, that was able to bridge all those gaps and divides because once people saw what they were doing and then they were seeing how it related to each other and then saw the mm-hmm. overall bigger picture, we were able to, you know, do some amazing work and keep things moving. What I really love about that is making it relatable to their personal lives. Like everybody knows about the moon, you know, it may not be that we know how many kilometers it is to the moon and back, right? Or, or the fact that we can put, you know, this is how many households of an average salary of this that you help is relatable to almost everybody, rather than giving a transportation number. I'm from the transportation and trucking industry myself, rather than just giving that number to somebody and them going, oh, okay. You're relating it to their personal lives. And I, I love that because there's much more engagement with it. I'm sure you found there's much more understanding and they probably even feel almost empowered in some way. Yeah. Right. So the, the funny, the funny part of the story is that the first year I did that, see, they're all, compl- people were like crumbling and playing like, what is the OC? You want to know what these numbers for? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why does he want to do this? Because we deal in fiscal year all the time. We don't deal yeah. in annual year. I did in calendar year, right? Because yeah. it was right before Christmas. So I kind of want to end, you know, the the calendar year off on a high note. And people yeah. were all complaining like, why does he want it for the annual year? Oh my God, it's such a pain. <laughs> so then I did that after they went, oh. <laughs> ah. I love it. <laughs> I wish every every business used the calendar year. We did in my previous corporate life, but it just is so much easier to relate for everybody. This year went this way and this is what we did well, blah, 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 rather than a calendar yeah. year. But yeah, great. I love it. I love it. So you had mentioned to me earlier that delegation is a big part of leading an effective team. So why do you feel that's so important as a leader? Why Why is that a big topic for you? Oof, uh, that could be its own podcast in its own. Literally, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, let's bring it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna we'll, we'll shave it down if we want to. Do I was trying to yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, so uh, I'll answer. To, I won't go into the how, but rather the mm-hmm. why here, because that's sure. really why you want to hit on. So let's go back to that that organization, that that squadron company I was mm-hmm. leading, right? So there's three distinct troops we refer to them as you know sub-organizations however mm-hmm. you want right so each one of those have their own leader their own troop commander right mm-hmm. and so when i look at delegation i need to think or i needed to think back then strategically of our whole organization okay so if mm-hmm. i'm worried about something that affects only one of those troops i'm doing that troop commander's job okay yeah right if I'm doing their job, here's the here's the kicker question: Who the heck's doing mine? Aha, uh-huh. that is a good question, right? Because if I'm worried about one individual specific troop and you know what's going on in there, and I'm responsible for two others that I'm not even looking at at that moment, mm-hmm. who's actually you know taking care of it? So. That is the basis of why, to me, delegation is so important is because you need to empower your people to do their jobs. So this is what I told the troop commanders. I said, listen, if it's if it's within your lane, i.e. you have the resources, you have the abilities, mm-hmm. you have the authorities, you have the accountabilities, you have everything you need to take care of whatever it is that needs to get done, it mm-hmm. is yours. I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. It doesn't matter to me. 
mm-hmm. because it is yours. You are there to make the decision for that. Now, mm-hmm. if it spews over, and I'll give you an example after I'm done explaining. Sure, yeah. Uh, if it spews over across two of you, now you need to bring me in the loop because it's no longer owned by one, one you, one of you specifically, but now there's a mm-hmm. problem between two of you and it's up to me. So right. as an example, let's say um, there is a piece of equipment that was broken that my transport guys needed to finish, you know, do one of their jobs. But mm-hmm. the maintenance guys aren't fixing it because it's not high enough on the priority list. Uh, okay. Right now it comes to my level to decide, okay, do we, one, you know, try to mitigate the transport requests? Or two, do I change the maintenance priorities so that that piece of equipment gets fixed quicker than something else? Mm-hmm. And oh, what's okay. the impacts of that, right? So this is why I say delegation is so important because if I'm worried, if I, if I'm worried about something that's deep into the supply realm that's not even touching this this issue right now, I'm not in the right headspace, not maybe mm-hmm. not even available to even think about what that is, what the impacts mm-hmm. are, how does this affect the greater institution? So again, I need to be thinking more strategic at my level, vice the day-to-day of which individual organizations are doing. So that's why I say delegation is so so power, powerful. Now, the mm-hmm. other thing that um super crucial in delegation is that mm-hmm. one day and the day is left has come already and gone i was going to leave that job right okay right yeah i don't do everything i can in my power to enable and develop my subordinates my direct subordinates right my direct reports mm-hmm. to be able to step into my job in the future mm-hmm. than i have not done right one day, yep. doesn't matter who you are in this world, you could be the Steve Jobs, you could be the Warren Buffetts, you could be doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, anybody, you can be mm-hmm. Scott McCarthy's world, you're going to leave your job. So mm-hmm. delegation enables you to teach people, train them, mentor them to start mm-hmm. thinking a little bit higher, to take on a little bit more ownership, to be able mm-hmm. to actually see the, the greater aspect of the organization by simply what's the part that is right in front of them. So the more mm-hmm. that you're able to do that, the be able, better you're able to actually develop your people. Absolutely the, agree. Right. And then yeah. the final aspect, which I like to say about the why behind delegation is that it speeds up decision-making. Oh yes. Yeah, for sure. Right. And the world we're in today, we cannot afford to have slow, you can't afford to be in a slow, arduous decision-making mm-hmm. cycle. Definitely you, not. <laughs> right. So I'll give you, I'll give you yeah. examples. Working with a client, I was coaching him, entrepreneur, love entrepreneurs. Problem that entrepreneurs have is that their businesses are their babies. Mm-hmm. And when it's something is your baby, you hold on to a little bit too tightly at times. It's yes. mine. I, it, you know, I grew it, I birthed it, I grew it. And then yeah. once you start hiring people, it, takes a lot for um, entrepreneurs to let go and empower their people, delegate authorities down and so mm-hmm. on. So this particular one was, uh, he was putting in a bid for a contract um, and uh, went and one day uh, had some meetings and stuff. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. I think he was in meetings, uh, like a conference type thing. He's like, listen, my phone's going to be on, you know, on silent, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know, go enjoy it. Well, what happens that day? That day, his team gets notified from the company that they're putting the bid in that they need some more information and stuff like this, and that right. they want an updated price code. 
guess who was the only mm. person who was able to do that? Yes. Yes. Right. So, yep. so in talking to him, you know, you, you know, where, you know, where this story went, right. You know, lost yes. it, never, never got, <laughs> never the got it. Right. Yep. Because no one in the office felt like they were empowered or authorized to go ahead and respond mm -hmm. and, and do up the price quote and stuff. So, so, you know, walking them through this, I'm like, you know, you didn't delegate any authorities. If you're going to be, if you're going to be unavailable, someone has to be able to fill your, yes. fill your role. And he, 100%. he was like, well, you know, he's like Scott though, but like, they probably wouldn't have done it right. They probably wouldn't have, you know, mm -hmm. wouldn't have asked for as much as what I would have asked for, et cetera. I'm like, fine, but guess what? Is that better than zero? Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it would have been a great learning opportunity for them in developing them and walking them through it and stuff like this. So that's why to me, delegation is, it's so important, you know, trains your people, yeah. speeds up the decision-making process, enables you to think strategically vice mm -hmm. down and down too low, and then enables you to do your job. Cause that's what, you know, yes. if, if you're not doing your job, who is? Exactly. And I think, you know, there's one more point I would love to add to that. I, I deal with a lot of leaders who are stressed and burnt out and they don't take vacation. And when they do, they don't unplug. And when you right. delegate and you train and you empower people to do the job, you can go on vacation and not have to panic about anything. Like you can literally unplug. I used to go on vacation and I would say, the only time that you call me is for 911, what I used to call 911 emergency. So someone yeah. quits, you know, there's a major safety issue that came up or an accident. Those things maybe you need to know about. Everything else, delegate. You said too, the word authorize. Give them authorization levels. If it's financial or other, give them some sort of authorization level. I love it. I love that. It's all of those points are so, so important to being able to lead effectively. And when you're ready as a leader, leave the organization. Maybe it's retirement, right? Great. So I'm going to switch it around a little bit to talk about communication. And we do know that's a huge part of leadership. And we do know that we need to be very communicative when we're delegating or when we do need to be gone for a day or a week. What do you feel needs to happen or, you know, for leadership in order to be able to do these things, in order to delegate? What's that key communication skill that they need? Yeah, communication is a huge topic, right? And huge. God knows how many, I don't know how many books have been written on the topic. Uh, I'm pretty sure that if you search for podcasts, there's podcasts just a million like of them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a million <laughs> yeah. of them. It, it's, it's such a huge and fascinating topic. But the one aspect of communication, which I find isn't discussed a lot, which I believe is probably one of the more, I shouldn't say most important because it's all important, but it's probably one of the important ones that is not being discussed is communicating how the other person receives communication. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We all take right. it in differently. Yeah. Right. So how many times like, have we heard of, I told them and I, and they still did it wrong. And mm -hmm. I've explained to them five times. Well, did you explain to them the exact same way for five times? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I talked a bit louder and a bit slower <laughs> and I emphasize a bit more. I'm like, great, but how about you change it 
up. And this is the mm-hmm. thing that we're missing. A lot of leaders out there are missing is that we communicate in how we like to receive communication, mm-hmm. vice how the audience needs to receive the communication. Now that audience could be one person, it could yeah. be 500 in the auditorium, but you have to always remember the key golden rule when communicating, know your audience. 100%. So if, a per, if a person that you're you're dealing with, especially in delegation, is does not, you know, doesn't like verbal once mm-hmm. it's written down, then you need to adjust your style. Now, am I a person who says you should just send emails to people? Absolutely not. But you can have them in. You can explain to them, hey, this is what I need you to do. Here are your authorities. Here's what we like mm-hmm. to refer to is your arcs, i.e. your limits. You can do mm-hmm. this. You can do that. You can't go outside of these you know, the, these mm-hmm. margins, right? You can, you can explain all that to them face-to-face. But if the person is a person who likes written stuff, Follow that up with an email afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Understand how they receive communication. And it's the onus is on you, the leader, to adapt your communication style to their understanding style, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, I don't know how many people, and I, I see this in sorry, I don't want to come across prejudice, but the older generation who believe it's the other way around. The 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 more junior person needs to adapt to more senior person's style. I completely believe that's inverse. That is wrong. In fact, I would argue we need it needs to be the opposite. You're the more senior person. You have the more tools. You have the more experience. You know exactly. And ultimately, mm-hmm. it falls on you to make sure whatever it is that needs to get done gets done. So therefore... It's in your own best interest to ensure your people have the mm-hmm. right tools to do their jobs. And the most important part of that is making sure that they understand what you're saying. Now, mm-hmm. there are a few other aspects to communication that we don't necessarily talk about. Because when we talk about communication, a lot of people talk about communication as presenting style, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, presenting style, don't talk too fast, et cetera. Yep. But let's talk mm-hmm. a little psychology. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and making sure you're not going to have great communication with your team if you don't have a certain level of psychological safety. Right. So uh, Tim Clark, great guy, had him on my show. Uh, I reference his work all the time. He wrote the book, Four Stages of Psychological mm-hmm. Safety. And I won't, I won't go into too much detail, but he talks about four stages, but longer, um, learner, contributor and challenger. So mm-hmm. It's not until you really get to stage three, you need to hit stage three, a little bit Mm -hmm. of two, but three is where the sweet spot is, where people are going to feel comfortable enough to actually communicate with you, to show up and say, hey, uh, we have a problem, or I have this idea, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And stage two that's learner safety. That's the ability to establish a sense of psychological safety. People feel safe enough to make mistakes and then learn from mm-hmm. them. So they still aren't necessarily going to be coming to you, but what you want is that psychological safety where they come to you on their own onus and yes. bring things up, bring up issues, bring up ideas. Mm-hmm. Right? If you don't have that sense of psychological safety, 
then they're not going to do it. They're going to shut down. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. when we go back to delegation again, tying it all together, one of the things I like to do is after I've done delegating, giving someone you know particular task, project, or whatever, mm-hmm. I like to you know follow up with you know back or progress updates, update sessions. Right? Great idea. So, right? You know, we're going to drop it on the calendar now. Pop in. You know, give me updates. But anytime, anytime, come in. You know, if I'm free, feel free to come in. If you got questions, all right, mm-hmm. you know, come in. Let's let's uh, have a little. We'll have a chat. If you need to bounce ideas. And mm-hmm. again, tying it to the psychological safety aspect, listen, if you need ideas, you need to walk something through, you need to walk the problem through, mm-hmm. feel free to use me as a sounding board. That's yes. okay. I am not judging here because if they feel judged, if they feel like, oh, you're you're just, you know, taking notes for the re- progress, you know, to review for the end yeah. of the year, you know, you're not enabling them to actually go through the whole process of figuring out the problem and identifying possible solutions, actually picking a solution, implementing the solution, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. You're not enabling them and they just need a space to actually just work through it. So again, yeah. it's that psychological safety, communication, enabling it, and even allowing people when you when you talk to them, digest it and then set a time for them to come back and then you know mm-hmm. re revisit that topic especially if it's something significantly important if it's mm-hmm. you know if, if it's a big project maybe it's a feedback session okay you know go yeah. back come back tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more okay was there anything that you didn't understand is there something i can clarify you yeah i didn't understand this oh if you didn't understand that that means there's a disconnect you're communicating mm-hmm. one way they're understanding something completely yeah. different so you just can't reiterate exactly what you said, but rather come at it from a different angle, different approach. Maybe if the mm-hmm. person's a visual person, you break out the whiteboard. Uh, mm-hmm. If they're um, more of a, a communicative like person, audible person, you start talking. Maybe they're a visual, yeah. another visual, and you actually walk them through whatever it is that you physically, that needs to get. yeah, yeah, physically, yeah. exactly, right. So again, it goes back to matching your communication style with their listening type i love it and bringing up psychological safety it's such it's such an important topic and one of course has got its own podcast as well but if they feel psychologically safe they're going to bring ideas solutions they're not going to feel afraid to come to you and share that they maybe didn't understand right i mean i think that it's an absolute perfect thing to bring up in the communication it needs to be open it needs to be safe and then you'll have everything else just come to you so thank you for that that was amazing if you were to leave our audience with one tip today maybe about delegation that they could start working on say in the next few days what could that be for them what does that look like it's going to surprise you it's okay. not delegation. Okay. It's not Fair. psychological safety. Okay. It's not it's not communication. All right. The one, the one thing that you can do to start leading better uh tomorrow, today, mm-hmm. next week, start taking care of yourself better. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. So on my podcast, I'll talk about my three domains of leadership, uh mm-hmm. leading an organization, i.e. Mm-hmm. the institution. Uh, leading your team, mm-hmm. i.e. the individual members within the team, the Joes, the Janes, the Sallys, mm-hmm. et cetera. 
And then the final, which is normally you say the first one, uh, leading yourself mm-hmm. and leading yourself better. How, how many leaders do we hear out there? Oh, I'm burnt out. Yes. How many All leaders? All the time. Out, right? How many leaders mm-hmm. out there say, I got no time for anything? Yep. I don't know the last time I went to the gym. I don't know the last home cooked meal I had. I don't know the last day off I had. Yes. Right? Yes. Start leading yourself better. Why? Because when, when you get on the airplane and, it, you know, I've been on enough airplanes in my life. I can <laughs> probably do the whole pre-flight, you know, safety yeah, thing for myself. Right? <laughs> right? But there's one, one, one point that they always say, you know, if the oxygen mask falls down, put yours mm-hmm. on first before assisting someone else. Yes. Why? Well, if you lose oxygen, pre- you know, enough oxygen pressure in the airplane, your body is not going to have enough oxygen. Therefore, you're going to pass out. You don't mm-hmm. die instantly. That occurs over a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. But if you pass out and someone next to you is unable to put theirs on yes. in the first place, you're useless to them. Yes. So start leading yourself better. Start taking care of yourself better, getting enough exercise, getting enough sleep, taking time away from the phone. Absolutely. You know, uh, other life aspects priority. And then um, uh, I I, want to use an example. So I run run a community, a mastermind community, and um, Mm -hmm. we we meet weekly and we discuss our challenges and stuff like this and help each other out. And uh, one lady, fantastic woman, Heather, um, she has a larger family. I think she has about four kids, a husband. Okay. Uh, and she's basically, she's a general manager for a cleaning company in her area. And the owner is basically non-existent. The owner of the company mm-hmm. is non-existent. She's effectively, you know, the owner. And she was like, when she showed up to her mastermind community, she worked literally every single day. Uh, she was there and we, we have these calls in the evenings, the Eastern time. And uh, <laughs> she was there literally checking her phone on her first call. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you want to talk with someone stressed, feeling burnt out, et cetera. And slowly, but surely she started letting things not go, but rather understood that it was important for her to take care of herself. She started prioritizing better. She started mm-hmm you know, delegating a little bit more, empowering her team leads a little bit more. She started doing all these things. And then all of a sudden she would show up and we would talk about her weekly wins. She's like, we had home cooked meals every day this week. And like to, to <laughs> someone awesome. that made right to someone that was like, okay, sure. Like, you know, not a big deal, but for her, it was a huge Cute. thing yeah. because she was getting her family together and they were actually sitting at the table by them all running around or take it showing up mm-hmm. and they just sit there, slam it down their throats and move on. And then she would show up. She's like, I took a weekend off. I took a long weekend off. And then recently she was like, I took two days off during the week. Love it. Right. I love those stories with my clients too. <laughs> I love you know it I mean? that they're taking time. Yeah. Right. So, so, but you know, it was all through leading herself better. She, she started developing, she started doing things that actually took care of herself. And now she's actually now has the space, uh, mm-hmm. i.e. the mental space to think further oh back to what i talked about originally she's now thinking strategically with Mm -hmm. the business empowering her team leads they now deal with the rudimentary issues that pop Mm -hmm. up and she is now looking deeper further ahead and getting the business growing 
Yeah. That's awesome. Now, Great tell tip. me if that's, if that's not a huge win, why, I don't know huge. what it is. Yes. Right? Yes. I recently had a client who never took vacation in years and finally he was able to do that and take a whole week unplugged. And it just makes you feel that there's just too much stress out there. And all the tips that you shared today from delegation to communication, et cetera, all help with self-care. But the most important things are taking care of you. Something that we um, absolutely care about your mental health, your physical health, eating, you know, exercise, all those types of things. So that was a fantastic tip. Thank you very much. So if our listeners would like to learn a little bit about, uh, about you or your business, how can they find you online? Yeah, easy. Uh, just go to leaddontboss.com. That's the website URL okay. and everything is there. If they want to find a podcast, you can subscribe right there on the front page. If you want to contact me, you want to learn more uh, about everything that I offer, uh, feel free to go to leaddontboss.com. Check it out. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for a great conversation today. Hey, thank you. It was was awesome. Pleasure to be here. And thank you to our listeners. Of course, we hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Scott and I, and that you're able to take away a few tips for your leadership journey. If you are new to leadership or even a seasoned leader who knows that support and developing your skills are the way to moving forward on your leadership journey, or you want to join a leadership community, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be. Mm-hmm.